Welcome to the Aiki Dojo podcast. I am David Ito, and today I have a special guest with me, Glenn Yoshida Sensei. Welcome. Thank you very much, David. So we wanted to talk about this question that someone sent me on the internet. I have a question for your podcast. There was a story related to me many years ago about Osensei. He was teaching Aikido in the beginning and then found something. The comment was that Aikido would not work or work correctly. He would then make some changes and revise Aikido into the form it is today. I don't know if this story is true or not. The thought of this has always troubled me when I enter the Jojo for the first time. Is it possible that there could be martial artists who left Osensei's teaching early and are still practicing the older form of Aikido? So I guess what this person is asking is about the evolution of Aikido? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I... I guess. I mean, a person who left Aikido, left, left Osensei in, let's say, 1930, 1940, pre-pre-war. Yeah. And then, and is, could, that, could that style of Aikido still be around today? I don't know. Is, would that be Daitoryu? Daitoryu. There was that. Uh, oh gosh, I I got that uh, video from uh, Stanley Prannan. But uh, this guy, he um, continued to do Budo Denshu kind of things. You know, well, he's singing Inoue. Was that his name? Um, but he he. He did an older form of Aikido, but it still wasn't Aikido. And um, I think the the from what I can see, what the Shiota Sensei style, the Yoshinkan style, is um, it's Aikido, yes, very much like what we do. But and and um, dilettantes classify it as. Uh, rough Aikido, but that's not true. It's Aikido. And um, it's a more, which, what is the word? Um, uh, uh, it, it has curriculum oriented, Yoshinkan. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's, they have a curriculum. They do things a certain way for Kihon. And uh, I keep seeing it. I, I've not been to any Yoshinkan practice, but they do have their set forms and uh, they say this is the curriculum. Whereas Aikikai kind of, sort of, has a uh, fundamental. I think uh, what you would see it is in the um, promotion requirements. You know, you must do Ikkyo, you must do Nikkyo. And then again, it, it, I, I'm not privy to what the instructional staff finds as its curriculum, but exactly how do you do this? And um, the evolution would be, I've seen, I watched some of the 60th anniversary embus, and my God, that's not the way I learned it. That's not at all. And looking at it, I said, that ain't going to work, brother. It's not going to work. It's not mechanically sound. It's, you know, but like, if you look at like uh, Moriyama Sensei when he came to my dojo, I don't know, thir- twelve or thirteen years ago, mm-hmm. his Aikido was different than um, modern Aikido. His his 
the way they trap the hand is was much more different. It was much more daitoryu-ish. Like yeah. today we kind of palm the hand when we trap it like for skeet. Yeah. But for him, he he did a tegatana uh, and, and trapped it with a tegatana. But I would imagine that he did that to create the atemi next. Yeah. Well, from what I know, Moriyama sensei, he's heavily influenced by uh, Iwama yeah. type of Aikido, which is uh, perhaps uh, just post-war, if we can put it into that period. I guess because this is like people when they when they comment about Aikido, they say that uh, Iwama is the real Aikido because uh, Tokyo or Shinjuku was doing what the government wanted them to do. <clears throat> that's that's an interesting comment. And so uh, they had to hide the martialness from the um, uh, occupation forces mm -hmm. by Aikidoing it. You know, more of a flowing. Yeah. Um, less violent Aikido, and then they could do whatever they want out in the sticks in Iwama. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I don't know if that's well, that, that, true. That's what happened with Judo. You yeah. know, they had to turn it sport in order to survive. The, the Judo is, uh, well, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if I buy that, because my dad did Judo back in the 1930s in Hawaii. No, but what the thing about your dad's Judo uh, would be that it would be it would be pre-war judo mm -hmm. that didn't have to change because it was already in the occupation country yeah America yeah. Wow. so if you think about like the evolution of Ai Aikido from Daitoryu Aikijujitsu and then Aikido yeah like the movement I, I don't know if, this, if should it should it evolve did it yeah, because like today, it, regardless of the technique evolves or not, I don't know if the techniques are practiced in a vigorous manner. <laughs> I mean, they, they train and they roll and all this stuff, but the vigorousness of the attack is that, you know, could you shomenuchi someone, could you yokomenuchi someone and, and knock them down? I don't, I don't think... I don't think they even at Embu, they don't do it. I saw one Embu with Uke... Has uh, is doing showman uchi, but his uh, his arm is out, and he's skipping in, actually skipping forward to close the ma'ai with the arm in this place. This this does not happen. It's like a, the modern kendo kendo version of showman uchi. Well, not not even a hit, but just to leave the hand there, and he skips forward like this. And 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 I thought, what is he doing? I had to replay it several times. I thought. Well, that's the way um, what I call 21st century Aikido works. Yeah. The shomei uchi, you just leave your hand here, which causes um, the nage to pull down the arm because the hand is there and it doesn't come down. There is no strike. People just come to here and that's it. And that's the way, so the technique will change because of the, uh, mm. quote, attack. Yeah, the, the attack chain. Well, but that's the thing. Like, if you think about Daitoryu, I, I don't know. If Dai, is Daitoryu more grabs than they are strikes? No, I, I I can't say for sure. When I think when I think about like all the videos that I've watched, it seems. I mean, they they do have the same shomenichi problem that, that Aikido has, mm -hmm. but it seems like a lot of their stuff is more grabbing than it is. Yeah, I would. Well, with the first, 
I went to the second, can you believe this, the second Kobudo Taikai? I missed the first one, but I did go to the second one. That's a long time ago, 40-something <laughs> years. And um, I had Daito Ryu on the uh, uh, program. And we Aikido people were greatly, greatly, uh, I don't know, uh, interested in this. How can we put it? But it was grabs, and it was done very slowly so you could see the moves. And I remember them saying that uh, the moment of the grab is uh, greatly valued by Daitoryu. This is very important, and they, they don't want to break that contact. As is supposed to be in Aikido as well. As supposed to be. Yeah. Today, but today they're doing like six, seven, eight grip changes, you know, and then breakful at the end. But yeah, I think if you... If you look at that, the the I don't know if you would call it the eye, but the that moment before you grab is, is is a very crucial moment that you have to capture. Yeah, and I I keep telling people the grab is not the attack. Mm. The grab is the precursor to this. Right, because yeah, once one attack ends, another attack begins. Yeah. This is this is to keep you from drawing your sword so I can get you in the chops. Yeah, or, or what have you. But this is, if I grab your hand, um, it does nothing. Right, it's, yeah. it's an arrest. Yeah, unless I, I get some kind of hold on you, but just, just this gripping business does nothing. It just occupies my hand. Well, so then you you briefly touched on a, a different, something interesting is that if you, it's supposed to arrest your hand so you can't draw your sword. Yeah. So then... The people that don't study sword anymore don't understand that concept. Yeah, because they, they just think that Aikido is just like this. But yeah, really, yeah. the person is going to draw their sword, yeah. and then you have to stop them one way yeah. or the other from drawing their sword, or you have your sword and they're grabbing your hand to prevent you from drawing your yeah. sword. Something like that. So that's the the essence of it, isn't it? Or it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. What what do, do you see that? In Shiota Sensei's movements, well, there's a the no. I I I never paid attention to that. When I think about Shiota Sensei's movements, his is really about the irimi. Mm. His, his, his his the the I don't know gold standard Shiota Sensei movement is just irimi movement that, and, and you know because like later on when you when you get good, you're supposed to command timing and spacing. Mm. So his irimi movement is supposed to be this. Com his command of timing and spacing in order to do that. Oh, definitely on that, yeah. But I don't know if if you think about, I don't, because we don't really know a person, a practitioner that exists today or a style that exists today that's pre-Yoshinkan. Because Yoshinkan is supposed to be this pre-war Aikido, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have what happened after that. But like, if I don't know if there's a style of Aiki Jiu-Jitsu or Aikido that exists today that's pre pre prior to uh show sensei i don't know that, yeah it, that not it's definitely definitely not out in the world maybe in japan yeah maybe you go to some some kobudo or koryu place where they had you with those sensei for 15 years or 20 years or something yeah and there's a little uh room of eight mats and they train on the hardwood flat kind of thing Hardwood. Where they're just, you know, they bludgeon you. Yeah. Crank your wrists, crank your elbows. But I don't I don't know of, off the top of my head, maybe someone who watches this video might know of someone, but I don't know. And if, and if you look at Aikido today, it's, some of it's pretty bad. 
There's no the the they lost the marshalness. They lost the sword. They don't protect their their Seichisen, the central line. There's no Shikaku. No, no Atemi. No opportunity for Atemi. Well, okay, okay. There's lots of opportunity. <laughs> Should Aikido have evolved from that Aikijujitsu Yoshinkan Aikido level? Should it should have evolved? Yeah, well, it it should have, but um, somehow it was it's greatly troubled me that the the people from whom I learned, and I went to Hombu Dojo in 1973, and thinking back, realized the uh, founder had passed away in 1969. So these people that were, were my teachers really felt the pang of losing their teacher four years earlier. They were they were there when Osensei passed away, mm. and um, I think they greatly tried in their own way. They, all their styles were different, but when I first went to Hombu, Fujita Masataki Sensei, who was only like what was he? Thirty six. Can you imagine? Wow, he was only thirty six. Masuda Sensei was about the same age. Um, he told me anyway. He he told me. He says, "Don't look at the style. Look at look for the Aikido." And sure enough, everybody, all the teachers, had the same. There was a certain um, sameness about them. There was a certain element that was present, in spite of the style that they did. Okay, it, it take somebody like Yamaguchi Sensei. Yeah, who's fluid, and he does things with a different uh, style than, say, Masada Sensei. Mm. But there were elements like Shikaku, yeah. Kuzushi, Atemi, which were always present in every instructor. They always had this, and it was greatly drilled into me that you had to, um, like Sankyo, you had to have the person in a very firm grip, yeah, firm uh subdued position and um, although everybody did it all the instructors did it slightly differently uh, as being how much uh, pain they would cause you but it was all the same you could not get away as try as you would you could not get away and you couldn't see them because they were in your shikaku and so that sameness there I thought would be transmitted because that is the Aikido I learned but apparently it hasn't when I watch the Embu, uh, All Japan Embu, uh, I see people standing right in front of their ukes and moving. And Shihonage has changed, and Kotegaishi looks like nothing I knew. Well, because they're all going for the breakfall. Yeah, yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah. And it's a beautiful and dynamic. I hate those words. But uh, uh, where did Aikido part with? I, I, I like it to me. It was like the late '90s, early 2000s when people fell in love with breakfall. Because for me, when yeah. I was when I was a student in the '90s, breakfall was like a 10 percent thing. Only 10 percent of the students mm -hmm. could breakfall. But today, it's like 90 percent. You watch videos of people in Europe trying to teach breakfall to kids that are yellow belts, which I totally disagree yeah. with. Yeah, but when you so you know when you think about the evolution, like we we have gone away from you know strong. Uh, joint locks, mm -hmm. and really fell in love with flowing throws, which is a, is a, is the evolution of it. But 
there's no shikaku, there's no kazushi, there's no, the, the uke gives it to you and then you do with it what you will, which I guess is fabulous for you, but if someone really attacks you, you'll never be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, the, 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 Suyama sense is that it very well, he says, um, the uke moves on his own now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just goes along, does his choreographed move. Yeah, the, the, the today the uke is moving into their own dekuzushi themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, and then and then you can just do something with it, and then everyone looks fabulous and claps. Yeah. But like, there's no Isoyama sensei picking the person up over their head. No, nobody know. does that. And then when you, everyone seems to be trying to copy this Yamaguchi sensei style. Yeah, well, Yamaguchi sensei was uh, very different from what uh, they're mimicking. Um, I have been his uke in class, and you don't stand a chance. Yeah, it was it was uh, very firm. It, it, knock it down. But what I see happening now is there's no uh, focus like he had. And, um, and, well, he's, there's also no people, he, I, I, you look at Yamaguchi Sensei's movement, and if, if you don't know anything about Aikido, you go fake. Mm -hmm. But I, I know from my own teacher, Furu Sensei, when you take Izukemi, he takes your balance. He takes your, um, <clears throat> the, he takes that balance away, and then you, you you can't help but be thrown. Yeah. And if you look at Yamaguchi Sensei's movement, you think, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like something that I'm, I'm working in my own mind today is that Everything is a trap. So the person attacks you and you have to you have to make them attack you and then you have to trap them with their attack and then you can do the technique. Which is the essence of it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, it, but but today it's not that way at all. It's you look at the movement and the uke gives away their 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 body yeah. and then you do something with it, which is fine, but you never trap them it, no. it with, with your movement and your you know, you know the way your hands move, where your body moves. But I mean, when we look at Aikido, though, where, where the effectiveness of Aikido is kind of the thing that I think. I mean, when we talk about this evolution, what we're really talking about is effectiveness. Mm -hmm. So is is pre pre war Aikido more effective than? I don't know. I don't know. Millennial Aikido, uh, <laughs> like twenty-first, yeah. like twenty-first century Aikido. Yeah. Well, I think um, effectiveness. Yeah, it's it's changed. And like you said, though, that's a very good point you touched on, Ito Sensei. Is um, what you were trapped. Yeah, this is Aikido, isn't it? Yeah. You have. I was told maneki like the cat. You have to invite, and. The person falls into your trap, and then you own him. He's Aiki. He becomes part of you. Right. Yeah. And it's not a blending. Blending happens with whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blended happens with scotch, but it doesn't happen with Aikido. Aikido, the guy is you. You you absorb them. This is Aiki. What Tanabe Sensei says, you bring them into your movement. Yeah. And uh, I just watched a, a little clip of him in an embu, and I say, yeah, yeah, that look, and you absorbed, 
and it looks fake, but if you're taking that ukemi, you you I was scared half to death. I mean, just that look in his eye, his posture, he had you. And that he, uh, he that he's the one who told me about that. You have to absorb this person. When when you studied at Honbu Dojo, the the uh, was the training rougher than it is when you visit now. Um, well, we had our little gaijin group gang of us who trained a lot and um yeah well for us it was rougher and there were um senpai who would really do things to you and they could throw and you you did i was totally helpless the irimi could not get them on irimi nage but they they trounced me and there were these old senpai again they were from the Osense days. Mm. Yeah. So it was different. And gradually they're they're not there anymore. So everything has um millennialed out. Do you think that's because foreigners came and watered down Aikido? I don't want to say this is kind of the controversial. Well, um yeah, sort of, but there were foreigners there, uh Europeans and Americans who will train the same way. Yeah. If we threw them, we threw them. Irimi Nage, like I said, Shifu Nage was, uh, you didn't have to bury somebody in the mat, but um, you did have to follow certain technical, what shall I say, correctness. The guy wouldn't fall down for you. Yeah. If I did Shifu Nage, I had to have the Kuzushi, I had to have the proper projection and uh, if it didn't work the guy could say well what are you going to do and um, how can I back up on this one I don't think they, they watered it down but I think what happened was well, one of the things I can tell you is on my way to practice some nights I, I would get beat up all the time so I was going there mechanically and I just didn't want to get slammed to the mat. And I, I would go to the 8 o'clock class and then approaching the dojo at about 7.30. No, wait, what was it, 7 o'clock class? 5.30, 6.30, at 7 o'clock, we finished at 8. I would hear the slapping on the mat, boom, 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 and then my heart would sink. I would say, oh, no, they didn't cancel practice. <laughs> and now, um, very little hitting on the mat. This thing, and, and people have their things about, yeah, you wouldn't do that on the street. I said, no, you wouldn't, but uh, if you're doing Aikido on the street, you're not going to be thrown. Huh? So right. don't worry about Ukemi. But um, that was a thing that, uh, that's a thing because of the, the the neighborhood. The neighborhood has changed. Oh, I, I know that they complain about sound and gathering out front. Mm -hmm. And so like when I've been at Humbu Dojo, they said, after parties, they'd say, please do not gather outside yeah. and congregate. Please go. Please leave. And I thought, what is this? Humbu uh, Dojo was here first, but it doesn't work like that, does it? It's, it's not that uh, you have to be a good neighbor. Uh, yeah, and those things evolved that. I mean, that slapping noise, that yeah. the, the the pounding of people rolling also, is that's one of my favorite things. Uh -huh. Like if you're, I mean, I don't get it anymore because I'm the teacher and I'm there so I'm already there teaching, but if you're late 
where you're coming in yeah. bef- before the next class and you hear everybody rolling yeah. around. Yeah. It's 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 kind of nice. Yeah, it's happening. It's yeah. going. Everybody's ginky and and doing that. Didn't that that isn't the case now. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not that it isn't the case, but it's the the evolution of the movement, the evolution of the art. Mm-hmm. You know, what's when painting became an art, right? Now that you and you got to make, you have to make you make your money by selling these paintings. You got to paint things that people want, right? 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 You, you paint the thing you want. Nobody wants to buy it, and dog food is the only thing you can afford. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, but that. So I mean, like the the roughness of Aikido. I mean, I, I'm a post-war Aikidoist, right? But like when I trained. It was super rough. You left your elbow out, somebody cranked it. Yeah, yeah. You stepped too too deep with your attack, you rammed your foot into their foot. No. Yeah. Right? Like you there was all these things that people would do to you to make you pay when you made a mistake with your movement that people just don't do today because yeah. it's not polite. Yeah. You know, like there one time I was at a dojo on the East Coast and I used to wear a white belt after my teacher died. Mm-hmm. And so when I went there, they didn't introduced me to the group and so I just wore this white belt and then all the black belts would run from me and then they would just train with black belts and then I had to train with the white belts doing line technique mm-hmm. and then every once in a while a white belt would train with me but there was one time where this girl I was throwing kokidage and then I was just going very slow because there was a wall there mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I kind of held the throw and she said are you going to throw me or not so I just the next door I just threw as hard as I could the next door really hard and then she said I I, I it wasn't a you know a, a statement I was just you know asking you a question <laughs> and I thought oh I thought you were challenging me and then after at the end of the sem- at the end of the the class they said oh and welcome to this person who's a teacher from Los Angeles oh. and then all the black belts were oh I'm sorry I didn't know you were a black belt or I also would have trained with you and you're kind of like that's rude but that's that thing like this person who. I was going gentle, yeah, and she was like, "Aren't you gonna throw me?" Yeah. And then you throw them, and their eyes get all wide, because that's the way Aikido used to be. Yeah, that yeah. every person was the person it was not your enemy, but every person was someone who wanted to train hard. Because it, when I was a student, you didn't bow into someone uh, expecting them to be nice to you. You bowed into someone to work hard, mm-hmm. and if that person was above your level and you didn't want to work hard, and you didn't bow into them. Yeah. But today, it's kind of like, hey, I want to, I want to feel what your technique feels like, and you go, but you're fourth cue. I can't even open it up on you. But then you have to be like, oh, so this is how the technique works, and be all nice yeah, to them. To, yeah. A lot of that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. I don't want you to call that the talking waza, talking waza, hanasu, yeah. hanasu waza, hanasu waza, <laughs> yeah, hanasu waza. Oh, we've got all these terms, yeah, and, and it, unfortunately. Uh, they've evolved. This is what this new vocabulary has evolved. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 a friend of mine said, "Oh, yeah, that's the Houdini Aikido." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. but that's the thing. Like, or in the old days, it was your responsibility to come and watch and learn. Mm-hmm. But today, it's our responsibility as teachers to, to tell them every little detail so that they'll stay. You know, like I was telling you the other day, it's a entertainment entertaining yeah. training yeah. so that they, they can entertain yeah. themselves but really their their minds can't your mind can't understand it only your body can yeah yeah in and a, in a weird way that, that's but is that where you learn from the outside in i i think of it this so it's not what you think about it and do and and 
come to things, you are, you are, well, like a sword, you're beaten into position, yeah? You get all these poundings, and that's my, my, my idea, uh, and, and you got to pound with a certain intensity to flatten that steel out. Right. The only, the, I can't remember, there's a term for that, the, the rhythm, yeah. but it's the, the master goes the tink, 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 yeah. and you bam, tink, bam, tink. Yeah. You know, the master's not going bam, too. The master's just hitting it gently. But that's, you gotta touch on an interesting point of view, though, just now is that modern Budo is from the inside out. Mm. Old school Budo is from the outside in. That's what I, I learned. That you, well, not today, where you, you come to Aikido the very first day, you're learning spirituality, meditation. Yeah. Um, somebody reads O Sensei's Doka that's yeah, been translated yeah, yeah. 5,000 different times and the root words are all wrong. Yeah. And that, Oh, and then everyone says their namaste, you know, be with you at the end of the day, and then you go home. But really, Aikido in the old days wasn't learned like that. It was, when I was a student, it was learned as a martial art first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the difference, the evolutionary. Well, the martial has gone out of it, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 uh, definitely. Um, I, w- I have some, uh, I have an interesting class on one of my classes. It's a very senior class. Everybody's above 60. And uh, so I, I, I've modified the training to be not, I can't throw them. Right. Can't throw them. But I figure, well, what's the value of Aikido? And I said, it's the martialness. That is the value. And if you can learn it physically, yeah, and uh, they, they, I impose physical demands on them as they can absorb. Yeah, it's not going to be the same as if you and I train or we take some 20-year-olds and train them. It's very different. Uh, but guy grabs me and he says, oh, why do we grab? I said, well, you grab to keep the guy from drawing his sword. He goes, oh. I said, yeah, you're supposed to be wearing a sword. That's why. So if, if I grab you, what are you going to do? He goes, oh, and he starts to move his hat. I said, no, 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 no. You hit me here. You got that free hand. I'm thinking here. You whack me over here. Why not? Because I'm trying to hurt you. The first thing you got to do when you're grabbed is to strike. Oh, I see. And that's that attitude I'm trying to incorporate into them. It's not fiddle around with the hand. And that I got from Kishimoto Sensei's book. Yeah. When you're grasped, you must strike. You must put that hit in. I said, oh, okay, okay. So they may not get to that physical point, but they will get that martial point. Yeah. And I, I think this, I, I've thought about what, why is, why, why do people like Aikido? And actually they like it for not the reasons I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, they like it because it's beautiful and dynamic. Because you have your seniors class right now. How many people are coming to your seniors class? Oh, senior. when, 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 I, don't, I don't know if you're in session, but when you were in session, how many people were you getting? I would have about uh, 15 or 20 of them. Yeah. But it was a, a short course, four, four sessions. And um, there was more a martial awareness kind of class. It wasn't Aikido, but I would show them how to break a grip, how to do Tai Sabaki so they would have. Um, Ashtabaki, uh, different steps to get away, and mostly an evasion kind of attitude, yeah, which was a survey of situation, escape, resist, yeah, 
evade. And these these things you keep in mind. And it, it actually was not to defend yourself, but to just escape from a situation because they didn't have time to develop the uh, the martial skills. But breaking a grip, yeah, that was very important. So prior, do you think that prior to the war, older folks were learning Aikido? It seems that the, um, like above the age of 60, st starting at the age of 60. No, people didn't live that long. Yeah. yeah. Or, or didn't have the time. Yeah. Yeah. There were, um, your bodies, well. Well, also though, too, there's that whole um, Ichido one way. Mm -hmm. So if you're a carpenter, your way is to be a carpenter. Your way is not to learn Aikido. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People didn't have that. They, they didn't, well, those things weren't allowed, yeah, right? Like, yeah. you know, there's a famous story about Jesse, the sumo wrestler, mm -hmm. and then he was studying Aikido, and then the sumo association said, you have, you can't do both, you have to choose one. Oh, really? Yeah. I did. So he had to go, he had to, he couldn't, he could no longer go to class, but and that's the same thing with that Sarudaro thing, that he wasn't allowed to do Aikido, but he made his manager go and study, and then mm -hmm. the manager will report, report back this is what I learned, and then he would incorporate that into uh, baseball. But that maybe possibly the prior to the war, people weren't able mm -hmm. to study Aikido, mm -hmm. and then post-war, people were too poor uh, or dying too soon mm -hmm. to be starting Aikido at sixty. Sixty is tough, yeah. I I had or fifty, uh, even yeah, fifty and fifty is tough, yeah. yeah. I would say even forty is tough. Yeah, no matter yeah. what era yeah. you, that you're coming from, because your body just doesn't move the same, you know. That's true. But that perhaps that is one evolution of Aikido is that people can start their training later in life. Yeah. Um, how old were you when you started Aikido? I was 13. I, mean, I was 19 when I started Aikido. 19 is good. Yeah. 19 is a perfect age. Yeah. Because you don't know any better. You don't know any better. <laughs> you're young enough, strong enough, and your mind is open. Your mind will accept things. Yeah, I read that uh, that's what they want in um, boot camps. They want nineteen-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, young enough, strong enough, follow enough. Yeah, enough. yeah. Dumb, yeah. not smart enough to know that you're about to go to war. Yeah, you're not supposed to do this sort of thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you you can do almost anything at nineteen, nineteen twenty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just so what you know when you think about like the joint. If I keep up, move from joint locks mm -hmm. to incorporating throws mm -hmm. to incorporating now now being open to everyone yeah because when i was a student and this is not necessarily the right way to mm -hmm. think about things but when i was a student for instance they said that aikido was only for the elite yeah it was it was it is yeah. not yeah if you don't have the money not for you you don't have the time not for you if you don't have the life situation mm -hmm. aikido is not for you but today we go sure once a week once a month that's all you can do you should come to class come to class yes but for instance, it'd be like you don't have. You should focus your 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 energy on accomplishing the goal that you're trying to mm -hmm. accomplish, and maybe Aikido is not for you. But today, that seems so harsh. They just slam the door in the person's face. No, no. But I mean, that's a, that's another evolutionary point that where to devote yourself to Aikido to get good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Does it to get, to get to a good solid point in your training? Ten years. If you train regularly, like regularly three times, four times, at least three times a week. Yeah, at least ten, ten years. 
Yeah, ten years. That, that sounds about right. And then, and then you can kind of, you know, train it not as intensely because you're now you're really got to focus on. Yeah, you're ten years older than when you. Yeah, and you got to focus on like the real technical details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That maybe that you didn't, you you know, that you didn't have to focus on when you were younger ten years ago. I think so. I think it it it's um, what is it? Uh, tandem. It takes uh three years to do tanda forging, three years. And then, uh, how many years? Two, well, three years, uh, a thousand days, to, to to for your to to, to forge to solidify foundation. your your yeah, foundation. Yeah. Well, no, tanren. Uh, oh, tanren. Oh. Yeah. So a thousand days to build up the the uh, foundation, and then ten thousand days to polish this. That's a Mio, old Miyamoto Musashi. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is true. Today they say ten thousand hours. So however fast you can accumulate ten thousand hours. Oh well, ten thousand ten thousand days is a lot different than ten thousand hours. Yeah, right. So they think, but then, what do we do today in the modern world where Aikido has evolved to? I mean, for lack of a better thing, and this is probably bad to say. Please don't go off on me. Is that Aikido is really more like wushu? Uh, you know, it's it is still it's a martial art. Um, it's fancy. You don't really poke them in the face. Yeah. You let them take ukemi off of it. You already know that the person's going to be poking the spear, and your head yeah, goes in yeah. this thing, and you you practice it a thousand times so that you don't get poked yeah. in the eye. And you know, however you fly in the air and how deep you can get in the stance is really just for yes. wushu young people. Yeah, martialesque, martial, yeah, yeah. Entertainment, entertainment. Right? That's a good. Term. But like, you're, is is that a bad thing? No. I think. I, I I'm hoping. Yeah, I, I think it's just a phase. It will pass. Knock on wood. <laughs> but I mean, if you look at like in our dojo, first he says since he said that the secret to Aikido is in inside Ikkyo Nikisaki Yonkyo. Mm-hmm. The more you practice those katame waza, the better your aikido will get. Because if you can master those, you can master anything. Mm-hmm. He said. Mm-hmm. But if you look around today, and when people come to our dojo, and we do sankyo or yonkyo, they don't know which hand goes where. Oh, I've I've had black belt not able to do that. And you go, wait, you're a black belt. Aren't you supposed to? And yeah, and I, I mentioned this to this person's teacher, and he said, oh yeah, she can't do those. What do you mean? Oh yeah, that's that's part of your requirement for sankyu, I think, somewhere along there. But you don't. They don't. It, it hurts too much. It's too complicated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That person has a bad knee, can't squat down. So you know we don't really do the seated movements anymore. And but where if if the secret is those things and and people aren't mastering the secret, I mean, what are you gonna do when they're what what is Aikido going to do? Because at some point, so it's, to me, it's like it has it's like this curve, this bell curve, right? In the big in the beginning, you can't move your body, mm-hmm. so your best technique are joint locks. Yeah, and then you start to be able to do a lot of like fancy throws and do all this stuff. But then later on, when you get older, you can't move your feet as well. So again, you but. You go back to joint locks because the joint lock is tried and true, and you don't have to necessarily move your feet. Mm -hmm. But then if you just go straight, if you never learn the joint locks, and then it's always these fancy throws, when you're 60, you can't even do the movements because you can't take the ukemi. 
because even right now I'm 52 and both of my shoulders are separated, have arthritis and are all messed up. I find it hard to take the Ukemi now. Like oh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't want a break fall for anyone but Doshu or someone famous <laughs> or something like where it really matters. Mm -hmm. For some third Q person, I'm not going to break them all. Mm -hmm. but, but what are you going to do when your style of Aikido is predicated upon a uh, break fall? Yeah. Yeah. Then, uh, then you retire. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you have to no longer do it. Yeah, you can't do it. You're not viable anymore. But, but you've made your money. Yes. You, yes. you have your jet. You've made your money. Yeah. Everyone knows you're famous. And, they, you know, they, they pay you $2,000 a weekend. And plus it on your previous videos, your, your DVD sales. Yeah. Yeah. Then I think I look at it as uh, this is just a lot of these uh, flashy guys. Yeah. They make these videos and they, if they have a good agent, yeah, it, yeah, residual, you got to have a good agent. You got these residuals, yeah, and set you up for life because yeah, that's what you want. But we're, you know, they're falling. Aikido's losing its martialness. You know, people laugh. They don't even laugh under their breath anymore mm -hmm. at, at Aikido. Yeah. They laugh right to people's faces. Oh, oh my God, Aikido is so fake. It's yeah. not a martial art. People are doing podcasts. I'm third degree black belt in Aikido, and I realize it's not a martial art. And you think, if you were in my dojo, I would break you in half. If I, if you find out, if someone in my dojo made a video saying Aikido doesn't work, I'd murder them. Yeah, you know, but like they're you don't have people like that in Aikido anymore. Yeah. You, Aikido is evolving, but you're hoping it comes back to the center where, you know, it's, you have to, your body moves in a certain way. Hope. We hope that, yeah. but, you know, I don't, I don't know if there are practitioners of Aikido or Aikido Jiu Jitsu or, or uh, I don't know if there are practitioners that studied under Osensei that are currently doing something which is, pre pre uh world war ii they're all gone yeah all the pre-world war ii guys are gone i think um post-world war ii um there are a couple out there still yeah. oh yeah they're they're still post yeah. and and so you see um uh but like suganuma sensei yeah i mean i watch his stuff and i go that's the stuff i know that's the way it's done yeah and he he emphasizes all the proper points that, well, not proper, of course, proper, but the points that I would, I consider important. And I hear he's very strict. Like when you go to the dojo, they have a lot of their, yeah. their rules and, yeah, yeah. You've got to do it a certain way and that's part of Budo, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. Part of the Japanese culture. Is mastering the process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, well, maybe that's another thing that today that you don't have to necessarily master the process anymore. Mm -hmm. That whole watching and learning and copying exactly what yeah. the teacher did so that you could someday express yourself when you make your art. Yeah. People aren't doing that. They're going straight to uh, expression, <laughs> straight to Shihan level. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, I've been doing Aikido less than 10 years. I'm a Shihan level person. You think, yeah. what do you, what do you know? Well, when you find Yondan's putting out videos, or or teaching uh, uh, national international seminars, you know they're knocking th those people are out there, and they've got you know a hundred people. They got paid great, but they have they don't even have the skill level. Because to me, Yondan is not even a teacher level ability. No, no. Te mm. Teacher begins at fifth, mm. begins, but doesn't you know like 
Fourth is just you've been leading the class doing yeah. doing aerobics, right? Like you're not really doing Aikido. Well, I mean, you're teaching Aikido, but you have to really start to think about how do I develop this person? How do I get this person yeah, good? Yeah, being able to conduct the class but not teach the individual. Right. Yeah, because you're not at that, uh, you know, like Shihan level, yeah. It's there. much harder to get a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu than it is in Aikido. But Aikido in the old days used to be very hard to get a, a black belt in Aikido. It was something... When you were able to say I was, I'm a black belt in Aikido, because mm -hmm. it was hard to get. It was the inflation of uh, Don, yeah, the Don inflation. We, can't, we don't want to get into that. We don't want to touch on that one. Don well, because on a certain level, maybe I am a a um, recipient of the goodwill of Don inflation, right? I'm only fifty two and six Don, yeah. and maybe six Don is really like a six sixty year old, forty forty plus year of Aikido ring. Well. Back in the 70s, like I said, which is the only reference I have, yeah, the early 70s, 73, when I went to Hombu, um, the instructors were Dokudan. And they were 30s, 40s, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, in their 30s and maybe early early 40s was uh, Watanabe-sensei, and he was considered an old guy. But if you, well, maybe it's more of an uh, how many mat hours do you have mm. it's an accumulation of yeah. mat hours and so for those those folks they they train seven days a week and how they had you know eight hours of mat training yeah. every day yeah. um six to at least six to seven days a week yeah. and they had to dash you for the teacher so so in my mind i i'm severely i consider myself prejudiced because to me dokudan is mastery and you seeing what i saw as a, a dokudan Doing Aikido, oh, of course, I was just uh, Shodan at the time. This is what it is. Mm. And anybody who wants to claim to be Dokudan better do it like that. But that isn't the case, is it? Because they were masters. Yeah, These guys, they had studied much more. Yeah. They, they're not, um, what is it? Uh, they were pros. Yeah. Well, then I sent that they put the time in. Yeah. I don't know how many people are pros anymore. There, a lot of them are uh, legends in their own showers, <laughs> right? Like you, yeah. I, I mean, you're talking to people about Aikido and they have no idea ab about some of these, you know, pacing the class. Uh huh. Like most people have no idea how to pace the class for for the level of the participants, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, or or people don't have any idea how to build the curriculum to make someone good. Mm -hmm. Anyone can join. And you could teach, be taught by anyone, mm. but the teacher is supposed to be the person who creates the curriculum so that the people can get good. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like today, if we think about Aikido as it evolves, it's becoming watered down because now how many Aikido teachers are there, the people who consider themselves Aikido teachers in this world? Mm. A lot. Mm. But how many of them are qualified to call themselves Aikido teachers? Yes. How many of them actually are? Like, I don't, I don't feel like... I don't feel qualified to be a teacher. I have a degree in teaching. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a personal trainer for like 20 years. I teach all the time. I've been teaching for 15 years. My rank is high. I studied with my teacher for 17 years, but I don't feel like, oh yeah. Like every once in a while, someone will, will come and tell me, oh, I know how to teach people. I know how to develop teachers and students wow. and stuff. And I think, wow. you do? Wow. Enlighten me. And then I go, who are your students? Oh, I don't have any. Who are your black belts? I haven't developed a black belt, and I think, 
you, what are you talking about, man? Like that, and that's, I think like today it's like the hardest part about teaching Aikido is that there aren't very many real Aikido teachers out there. Yeah. And I think part of it too is, uh, perhaps I have no evidence of this, but it's just what I observe that to many of these people, Aikido is a, a finite body of knowledge. And and the, the what, what, what would see the depth? Oh, so, but what what makes you think that is the depth, the depth of knowledge? What 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 they do when they're teaching is just uh, oh, move your hand here, move your hand there, yeah, and do this and do that, and there's no reference to my koku, timing, yeah, uh, me. They 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 don't even look at that. All they do is uh, step here, step there do this, do that, but even uh, something like uh, timing, just the timing is so much kokyu and you have to learn about the gono-sen, seno-sen and all of that, but you have to impart this thing, even if it's on a, a limited level, but the students should be aware of it, um, doesn't seem to be uh, going on. I think my, my personal opinion is that people are, are trying to copy the masters. They look at Tissier and they go, I'm going to try to be like Tissier. And they don't understand the difference between demonstration Aikido and, and training Aikido. So you're doing all, you're teaching all the stuff that Tissier taught in the seminar or on the demonstration. Mm -hmm. And they think those, a lot of those things, those are his expression of his ability. Mm -hmm. He's, he's this height, this weight, this age, this mm -hmm. experience level, mm -hmm. which enables him to do this, this, and then mm -hmm. you don't have those things. So you can't really do that. You know, like I, I visited a dojo in another another country, and this person learned a lot of Aikido from videotapes. Oh. And one of his favorite videotapes to watch is Tissier. Mm. And so when he watches uh, demonstration videos of Tissier, he tries to do those techniques and mm. think, mm. that that is Aikido, but that is not how you learn it. Embo, Embo Aikido, yeah. 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 So, I mean, l looking at Aikido today, that most of those people don't study sword. So you think, if they don't understand the sword, then they can't understand Aikido. Because mm -hmm. you have Yaido training, you have Boken Joe training, but that if a person doesn't have that... Yeah, if you don't have that, you don't understand a lot. I mean, almost, it's just movement. Yeah. So you have to, if you, you always have to have this idea in your mind, to understand Aikido, I think, you always have to have this idea lingering somewhere around in your brain that how does this how does this pertain to the sword mm -hmm. how does this pertain to joe mm -hmm. spear you know how does this pertain to that and if it doesn't pertain to it you think you think i don't know if this is we fall we've moved away i've moved away in my training mm -hmm. you know in sword and weapons work you can only grip change once if you're lucky mm -hmm. you know like grip changing is like considered like the the highest level of enlightenment yeah. and sword work, right? But today, everyone, oh, six, seven, ten, twelve yeah. grip challenges, yeah. throw the person down. The, if you, so if you don't understand the sword or you don't have it somewhere lingering around in the back of your mind, can you learn Aikido? Well, well, you can go to Aikido class and have a good time. Yeah. That's what it is. And you pay your dues and your teacher's very happy. Come when you can. Yeah, come when you buy can. my videos. How would you like to buy keychain too? Yeah, yeah. That's what we haven't got to. We haven't got to keychains. Yeah, yeah. The lanyards. We don't have what? Aikido lanyards. Here we go. 
the, in the old days, uh, Fru Sensei knew this uh, karate teacher mm-hmm. who, when he, whenever he he signed your an autograph or any, yeah. any, anytime he signed his signature, he had a stamp with his face on it. Oh my! And he told Fru Sensei that that's how they remember who it was. That's how he really help helps you build your name. So whenever he signed a signed a, a document or an autograph or something, he always stamped it with his face. I have a stamp. I should probably show you using that. Yeah, that's that's great marketing. It's great marketing, but you know that's the the old days. Oh, since they had a had uh, patrons mm-hmm. who paid it, who gave him money, or gave the office money, or gave second doshu money, so that he could be oh, sensei, mm-hmm. and then didn't have to you know um, lower his level of dignity and pride to say, oh, did you pay your dues today? Yeah. Oh, come mm-hmm. when you can. Oh, it's okay. He he's forty five and a lawyer. It's okay. He doesn't have to come every day, you know. But like they don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they that's the way it is now. But they don't have a patron anymore that mm-hmm. sees your sacrifice, sees your mm-hmm. what you do, and then pays your way so that you can be this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Akinai Konjo, you know the. The businessman will only bow his head to pick up a, a penny on the ground, yeah, yeah. but not bow, bow to anyone else. Yeah. But I mean, if you think, you know, I don't know if we've really touched on, the, we didn't really talk about the evolution. We just discussed evolution mm-hmm. in Aikido, but like, I don't, I don't know where Aikido is going. Yeah, well, it, it doesn't look too good right now. I, I'm, I'm, I was, um, I had a screenshot of one of the Hombu Dojo Shihan doing a Sankyo. And more than uh, disgust, there was sadness that Aikido in my lifetime has come to this with the very things that were, my head was pounded into the mat for. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, are not there. And this is a Shihan. We we had a person who used to be a teacher with, at our school who's no longer with us not, doesn't do aikido anymore, mm. and he put a video out teaching someone how to do sankyo, and the hands were upside down. Oh, and then I thought oh. this is bad because he put it out. Yeah, the video himself, and either he doesn't know, or somehow he forgot that the hands are upside down. And then I saw some ninjutsu poster of the master doing this, what look appears to be Sankyo, and his hands are upside down. Huh? And I go, oh, oh he watched the video. Yeah. yeah he watched the video. <laughs> the video. That's the only thing you can find. And then, and, but that, you think, there, there are, there's, you know, a bunch of different ways to do Sankyo, mm-hmm. but the hands have to be, yeah, you yeah, know, you a certain way. If, you're, if the person is on my right, mm-hmm. my, my right's on top. Yeah. My left can't, my left can't be on top, because you got a twist, so you can't twist. Yeah, like that, I think, yeah. but like that person put that video out, right? And these videos are going to be forever. And you know, this person who's faking what they think it looks like Sankyo, mm-hmm. right? It, I mean, I'll put the picture up, but it looks like Sankyo, but the hands are upside down. And then I thought maybe he's not doing Sankyo. And then I thought, well, if he's not with techniques, well, but if he's not doing Sankyo, what's he doing? What's he doing? But then your hands are in the wrong position, 
the body only moves a certain way, right? Maybe the person he's doing that technique on is triple jointed. That's what that's the triple jointed method of Sankyo, but that's how all of a sudden Sankyo is not the same anymore. Like you might know, I don't know if you, but where, where did Aikido become this thing where now when you do Sankyo or you grip the sword and you point your fingers now? I don't know where that, or, or today everyone's pinning up their hakamas when they teach or, de, oh. or do Aikido. I think it, I'm pretty sure if, for instance, it was alive, he would say, if the hakama is too much for you, maybe Aikido is not for you. Well, the hakama, the trend in hakama now is a long one. But um, if you look back on, um, well, Kisaburo, yeah, Sensei, uh, Osawa. Also, Kisaburo Sensei, his hakama was short. Was it short? Yeah. And uh, Shiodo Sensei too. Yeah. And uh, Kishimoto Doshu is a little long, but it, he doesn't have to hike it up. When he wears that gray one for Embu, it's it's short enough for his feet to be seen. First Sensei was a dragon on the ground level. But the, he said he did that to hide his footwork. Mm-hmm. And then First Sensei said that during um, that post-war uh period, the pe- reason why people's hakamas were very short is because a lot of them did not have hakamas. Mm-hmm. So they borrowed them from their grandfathers and uncles who were smaller people. Who were smaller people yeah. And then the hakama became uh, much shorter. But I think it's supposed to be right at the ankle bone. Yeah. In formal Japanese wear too, that's about where it is, right? Yeah. The, the feet are exposed because otherwise you'd be tripping on yourself. Plus the feet are considered impure. Yeah. Right, you know, so you're not supposed to point your feet at the tokonoma when you stretch, which people do now. No one cares, right? Like, but all those little things that, you know, like I was thinking this morning before you came that Aikido is um, modern Budo, right? So you're trying to live this this Budo thing in the modern age. Mm -hmm. So the etiquette has to be there. The techniques have to be there for it to be Aikido. Yeah, you know, look. Yeah, you know those type of things. You you bow. You just yeah. you know, toss your head. That you have it has to have this formality for it to be mm. budo in the modern world. Yeah, and then but then in the same sense, I the techniques have to be martial because yes. without that martialness, it loses its edge. So you can just go like that. Yeah, it's, you, if you know someone's gonna get mad that you bowed that way, yeah. you bow. Right. Yeah, yeah, correctly. Mm. But today, you know, if people even bow, you know, like they're, I'm going to interview this person next month who's a karate teacher, mm-hmm. who's a student at the, do- did Aikido for a long time, but he was a karate teacher in front of Furu-sensei. And he said the etiquette of the karate students is so bad today that he's writing a book on etiquette, karate etiquette. And yeah, you, all these things that we, people just take for granted. You know, oh, yeah, if you want to come late, just come late. Yeah. You want to stop and get a drink of water, go to the bathroom, go ahead. You know, you want to not wear a uniform? If that's okay, you don't yeah. go, don't wear a uniform today. You know, like, and we do a lot of those user-friendly things. Like, we don't make people buy a uniform right away. We say, you have to buy one within 30 days. Mm-hmm. But we don't make them. We say, just come and just wear exercise clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, because at least they can start. But some places are like, oh, no, it's, it's it's all right. You don't have to wear a uniform. Or now they're, they're like Aikido street clothes um, classes. Yoga, yoga pants. 
you don't have to wear the uniform because they're, they're trying to take away all the obstacles to get people to learn. But the obstacles that we take away, we run the risk of ruining Aikido. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a temi is, you know, supposedly it, it is it is what eighty percent, ninety percent of Aikido. Mm-hmm. But today, a temi is not at all. I'm not at all. You go to Home Dojo, yeah. no temi. Yeah. You know, the old days, for instance, just like smashing us in the ribs with yeah. his elbow as he's pulling through, you know, and all these things with it just don't do today. No. So, but supposedly the reason why a temi has been removed is because it slows the movement down. Well, that's what I've heard too. Which is, I mean, maybe true, mm-hmm. but you, but even if it is, your mind still has to say, I'm, if I need it, yeah, or if the yeah. spacing, if the spacing is not there for the yeah. Atemi, yeah. I, then I, the spacing's wrong mm-hmm. because I have to. You still have to be like boom right in the face or something. Yeah, like that. you got to be there. You got to be in that proper body. I think, I think if if you're doing uh, nagare, the 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 Atemi is not gonna. Well, it'll be just kind of there, sort of. But when you're learning the movement, you got to be aware of where it is, like. Then you strike the guy. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, you learn to strike here, strike there. But you're not doing a lot of flow. You're doing a lot of steps. Right. Yeah. And I think, well, in that case, actually, the, the first atemi should be enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, be enough. You, get yeah than, you don't get you don't you know, the second. You're not getting like six yeah, of them in there. Yeah. <laughs> Nishio said to hit you three or four times before he puts you down. Yeah. I said, wow, that's, that's a lot, Bill. But but you know even this, do do we teach this? No, that was this was for your senses. Go to a temi, yeah. this uh, one knuckle up. You know, like he hit like this, and he would hit the rib cage. Yeah, he always hit the rib cage. But yeah, he always used this. Yeah, um, I, don't, I can't remember what it's called, but it's just this the armor piercing, uh, uh, a knife yeah. thing <laughs> method. Yeah, but that's the way he will used to hit hit an aikido. Yeah. But now you don't really hit. You don't need a fist, uh, and there's no there's no reason to hit people because they're going to get upset and leave. Yeah, and besides, Aikido is uh, peace. It is peace, and then it, Aikido focuses more on nagare, the flow of yeah, movement, yeah, which is yeah. fine, I guess. But then now they take that nagare flow into fancy. You flowed. You you yeah. you're flowing, and might as well just get fancy. You know where. You know, you go, woo, and the person falls down. Yeah, and, and the waza, it's uh, like, what's, oh gosh, what happened to Aikido? Kind of, sorry, going off on a tangent here, but I said, what the hell happened to um, Shihonage? There's some fucking things, fuckiness that I saw. I see some people, they lift the arm up and then they step through. Or I was at a seminar with a famous Aikido teacher and he said, push your arm through and, and, and then go into like that. And thought, I thought, that'll never work when the person's resisting. If they comply, yeah, yeah that'll work just fine. Yeah. Or the old day now, in the old days, for instance, I said, you have to be able to bump their hip. Mm-hmm. So if you get you get stuck, you bump their hip yeah. and then go through. Mm-hmm. So, But today, they're stepping to the hand, which won't allow you to bump their hip, but it enables you to do the technique. But if the person's, you know, martial artist, they're going to pull their hand down. Yeah. So I mean I don't know what happened to Shihonage. That well now it's all set up for a breakfall. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. All set up. You're armed in this position when you're taking the breakfall. Yeah, and uh, people do it very well. Which is another point. If I may venture on this, 
they 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 fall incorrectly. When they hit on, on the, what what you call a brick fall like that, yeah. I learned the judo style, which is what I, I realized. It it uh, I wondered how my body knew to stick the bottom leg out or the top leg out, and then I realized it's just simple mechanics. If you're relaxed going over, it just which leg gets counterbalanced. So when I fell, like. Uh, that kind of shihonage, this turn of take your arm out, this leg went down so the whole side hit. But if they did kokyunage, the other, this leg would tuck under. But just the natural way things were happening. But I see this uh, from this embo, people are taking these falls like this with this leg tucked under, the bottom leg tucked under. And that is uh, means you're going to take it on your hip bone. Right. And, uh, okay, good, 10 years, keep keep that up. Well, but that's the thing is that how many of these people are, are going to be trading in 10 years? Yeah. It'll just be the same yeah. that they just don't, they don't yeah, have well, time or yeah. body for. Yeah. But yeah. that's, you touch on another subject, which is open for debate, I guess, and which is how people roll differently today. Mm -hmm. Now they're rolling across their shoulders. Yeah. Not over their shoulders. No. no. They do, they do a barrel roll. Yeah. Yeah. And that's put out on YouTube by one of these, by these, by these few famous, famous Aikidoists. Yeah. And and their legs are like out wishbone. Yeah, make it look all for the look. Yeah, not not the protection. Yeah. yeah. And when I when I watch them break fall, their hand hits, you know, like almost simultaneously to their hip, uh -huh. which is gonna ruin their shoulder. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be it breaks your fall, break yeah. fall. Yeah. It hits and then it creates the mechanics to and then the space in your shoulder. Mm -hmm. So those people, it looks f fantastic, but like me. When they get older, too much break fall. Yeah. Now I have, you know, two separated shoulders mm. and arthritis in there, all because in the beginning I felt like that yeah. until you figure it out how to fall. Mm -hmm. But but they're teaching a whole generation of Aikidoists how to fall like that, how to roll across the back. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're, you know, they're not rolling like this. They're rolling like mm -hmm. this. Yeah. They're, they're roll across the shoulder, and you're supposed to roll forward over the shoulder. Yeah. And then. The evolution of Aikido, it changes the, because I don't know if you think this, does it change, the, how they take Ukemi changes the way you throw them? Because you're, you can be thrown a certain way because you're in a certain position. I think, I think it's a chicken egg thing, yeah? I, I, I think that the Ukemi has adjusted to the convoluted waza, mm. yeah? It, it, we've, I've, Fell the way I fell because I had no choice. Right, because yeah. you don't want you're trying to protect your head. Yeah, and um, that's the way the body went, and that's the way the throat was going. Mm. And um, the way I see people fall, uh, the break fall, the legs cross, and I did that once, only once, and I I, I it was like the Nutcracker Suite. <laughs> that is the well, they don't. That's the the thing they don't talk about in break fall is that you hit your uh, man parts yeah. until you get until you learn how to keep your legs separated, and then until that happens. Yeah, but no one ever talks about that. But like they, what, what will happen to Aikido if the, if a lot of these things change? Like there's no there's no sit down ukemi mm -hmm. where you sit down yeah. and take ukemi yeah. to protect your tailbone. Yeah. It's all step back, like you yeah. said. Yeah. And then, but 
by losing that, when someone really tries to drill you into the ground, yeah. you have to protect your head, you got to protect your tailbone, you got to protect your shoulder, you got to protect your back. Mm -hmm. Well, the step on, step back, okay, it's okay, I deliberately sacrifice both feet on the mat. Yeah. You have to tuck that leg in. And it's presupposition that this throw will happen. Right, because you don't know what the you throw is until you're halfway through. Yeah. And then you go, oh no. Yeah. And then your leg has to move, your body has to move. And you should have been moving in the, in the yeah. you should have been moving with the movement so that you can put yourself in the proper position. Yeah. And that goes back to the fact that Nugget doesn't own the technique anymore. Right. Nice. Right. Yeah. If I own it, then you're going this way, and you don't have a choice. Mm. But if it's like a, a, a cooperative venture, yeah, then it's uh, anticipated that uh, this throw will happen, so you know and you tuck your leg. Yeah, like one of the things I tell people when I'm demonstrating is, I can let me throw you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't throw yourself. Let me throw you. I can throw you just fine. But they're afraid, and so they're dumping out. They're doing some things right. because they're afraid. And isn't that what we're trying to do with Aikido? The the I, I always thought that the the training of Aikido was just, oh, uh, mushin. The my only job is to hit you in the head on shomeuchi. Right. And that I that's all I'm going to do. And whatever happens happens, and I have to trust in my training. Um, I know I I had that. Um, when I uh, uh, tried to second guess, yeah, tried to anticipate what would happen, and um, I struck and I I stopped because I saw the sensei move. And he says, "No, you don't do that. Do it again." So I struck, just boom, and then there was a work because I was just focused on that, and it, and that was a humble dojo on the mat. And another time, I was uh, really screwing up because I was scared. She <laughs> wasn't, and I was hitting. And his he he got rightfully upset and threw me across the room, backed me into the corner. Then he says, uh, "Okay," and I said, "Hi," and we came back to it. And then I just zeroed in and struck. And he told me there is. A weight, you know, to hit a time to hit, yeah. And you will have to sense that. It's it's like there's a, there'll be a ski, and then you come in, and so my my sensation was, and this was was so. But this was a, but what I should have been doing is I could feel the coqu, yeah, pushing, and I was pushing with my coqu, and then this happened. It, it, like like the Red Sea, it opened up, and I was sucked in. And I thought, no, I don't want to do this, really. But I went, and then I looked in front of me, and he was not there anymore. He had vanished. But intellectually, I knew where he was. He was here. Yeah, he couldn't evaporate. But it was that um, focus of doing just this one thing, and you think if you're dealing with sword, if I'm going to strike... This is life and death. Yeah, I will either win or I'm going to lose with this cut. Mm. And so you come in, and he's there. And then, of course, the next thing is, I'm, of course, uh, the waza takes effect. But um, that is what 
you coq-wise you have to push your coq and this is what we we try to get to as far as intensity goes i think and this doesn't have to be a well, I was yonda at the time but you don't have to be a yonda you can be any grade but you can still push your coq and the other person can still invite you with their coq the waza may not be that great but that coq training can happen but do you think that people if you strike with that mushin that no mind you know s- resolute strike mm. and then you you said win or lose so if you win you strike them mm. and they didn't move mm. today we don't do that do you think that people think we don't do that because people think it's rude probably you got to back it off you got to back it off a couple notches because yeah. you know Jimmy just started and he's only been on a mat for three months. Yeah. So you got to dial it back a little yeah. bit. But in the old days, it was kill or be killed. Yeah. And it has to be kill or be killed because you have to learn Mushin. Mm-hmm. And then from Mushin, like if you read uh, the Takwan Soho's book, mm-hmm. the, the non-abiding mind, and you go, what does non-abiding mind mean? That you're supposed to be, what does Mushin mean? Does Mushin mean, uh, I just zoned mm-hmm. out? What does non-abiding mean? But it means that this this single focus that can move. Mm-hmm. So now that you struck that person with single focus, mm-hmm. they moved, but your body moved with them. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if, if um, I'm thinking of these uh, novices I have, yeah, novice student, they've been training less than six months. Slowly focus, and you know, as you get better, you can speed it up. You know, I'm trying to, I would like to tell them, you know, not every move that you're going to move like this. When we're trying to learn an uh, Edemi movement or what have you, Edemi Nage, particular thing, um, of course, you know, we're going to do it very deliberately. But once you get the hang of it, once you know what to do, then you can start to use the Kokyu. But up to that point, I mean, if you expect you to do Kokyu when you don't even know what your feet are supposed to do. Or how to spell Kokyu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, but I mean, what, where do you, if, if Aikido has to evolve and, and, and most people think, uh, the evolution of Aikido means adding BJJ to it, ah. but the, the evolution is the thing that it's hurting Aikido because mm-hmm. now you have to make it accessible for everyone. Yeah. You think, okay, you know, guy in a wheelchair, it's cool. You got to be here. Yeah. Oh, one person who's, you know, got some problems going on, that's fine. But it has to be, it has to evolve in that sense. It has to be uh, uh, available to everyone, you know, regardless of gender, handicap, disability, you know, any anything that, any any way, you, mm. those things have to make it accessible. But the, but, uh, the evolution of that move, movement is what's hurting Aikido. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, well... Keiko, huh? Trace the old. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, well, the old, old way was if you were um, to be a real trainee, you had to have certain physical requirements. Well, you take, take a military boot camp, you got to hit a certain mental, physical qualification before they'll accept you into boot training. But you can't keep your dojo open by only recruiting 19 years. So you have to. Um, adjust, and I think, you know, hypothetically, if you had someone who was older who 
wanted to learn something about Aikido, and um, they were not as physically competent as the young people. You'd let them in, just to say. No, that's, that's not the problem. They have the will and the desire. Mm -hmm. They just don't have the bodies for it. And then the people who have the bodies for it, they're not interested. I, I would imagine maybe they're interested in something. Yeah, like, yeah. But that, that person, like, you know, I have a class once a month. It's called intensive. Mm -hmm. And it's either going to be fast-paced or it's going to be technical. Mm -hmm. And, like, lately, not that many people are showing up. Yeah. And especially not the younger folks. And you think... Oh, it's too early. Six. It's at six thirty in the morning. Got to be there at six. Okay. It's old school. Okay. You have to show up at six. You have to clean up, and then you have to be on the map by six thirty. Okay. But okay. not that many people. Not that many young people come. But everyone over the age of forty, those people show up, no problem, because they're already smart enough, driven enough, whatever to yeah. get out of yeah. bed at yeah. that time. Yeah. Yeah. They know to go to sleep early the night before. The the twenty year olds are like, I, I went and partied last yeah. night, so that class is too early for me. So, I mean, the, the evolution of the, how do you draw people in? How do you get the next generation of Aikido to start training? And when you're teaching it differently because Aikido is now different. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, I mean, what do you do? What do, you do? Well, if, if you're, if you're it, trying to attract the younger folks I think that's the um, question that uh, IQ News has put out for several years, and uh, it's a dilemma of everyone. How do you? And it, it's not that I, Aikido is the problem. I think it's just the millennial, the uh, the crop. Could that be it? I don't know. It's like yeah. the sim simplest thing is it's it, it's just the generation. I don't think so, mm. because people in droves are going to BJJ and CrossFit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're just not in droves coming to Aikido, right? So, I mean, if you go to any CrossFit place, it's packed. Mm -hmm. You go to any BJJ, it's packed. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that there's competition. There's things to win there. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, a, a sense of, of, of achievement because you can choke yeah, someone yeah. In the, in, after three months. Yeah. In Aikido, you're still learning how to move your feet after mm -hmm. three months. Yeah. So, I don't know. It has to evolve, but... Now, when you look at, you know, these famous people like Christian Tessier or Shiro Kawaruchi, you go like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, it's fancy, but it's not Aikido. Mm. It's Embo Aikido. Yeah, yeah. It's, he moves well. Tissier moves well. Very well, yeah. But you you can't get that on day one. No. But you think, oh, I'm just going to throw people like Steven Skull, Christian Tissier, Shiro Kawaruchi. But you never hear people say, I want to throw people like Doshu. No. No. You always hear, oh, my favorite Aikidoist? Oh, Christian Tissier. Oh, my favorite Aikidoist? Sure, Kararuji. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even consider those guys Aikidos. Mm -hmm. I always think the the person I'm trying to follow is third doshu, mm -hmm. second doshu, or sensei, because the secret is in there somewhere. Right, right. And, and you know, there's people who go, oh, third doshu and dojo cho, their movement's not correct, their movement's like this, but like, there's something there, though. Yeah, there's something there. You know, plus it's the loyalty, perhaps, that you have to have. Well, the thing is, they do. I was watching that uh, Embu from the 35 years ago. Gosh, I'm thinking, gee, but it did a door. She really moved well. You know, he still moves the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Still does the same thing. But, you know, that's when he was. How old was he at that time? 
My God, he was like, you know, banging all over the place, huh? Yeah, no, that, I, I copied his Swati Waza yeah. to a T for years. Yeah. But it's not, um, it's like, yeah, it's it's solid, but it's not flashy. No. Yeah, and that's, I think, what, what uh, Shirakawa has is the flash. Yeah. yeah. Funky, crazy moves. Yeah. Doing the breakdance and kick worm, uh, yeah. Ikkyo, yeah. Ukemi, which is wrong, yeah. by the way. You know, the, but people do all that stuff, and you think, well, you know, he's he's doing um, backflips, he's doing uh, BJJ-type techniques yeah. from Ikea, yeah. and people, oh, my God, this is the greatest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. When I look at his movement, I think, hole, there's a hole, there's a hole, there's a hole, there's a hole. He's very athletic, works very hard, but yeah. that uh, so-called Aikido that he does. Uh, well. But also, you can't fault him, because you're trying to save your school, you're trying to save your style, you're trying to bring people in, and... You got to, on a certain level, give people what they're looking for, you know. And, and in all fairness to Shirakawa, uh, we don't know what he does in his class. Yeah. I have seen some of his classes, and he does ba basic Aikido. Uh -huh. But then afterwards, him and his buddies go at it, and they video it, and they put it on the internet. Yeah. But that's the, that's, watching that's fool's gold. Mm -hmm. If you're not smart enough to realize that that's Enbu Aikido, that's variation Aikido, mm -hmm. And then you start teaching that in your own dojo. That's your own fault. Yeah, yeah. That you. Yeah. That means you weren't brought up properly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And that most people don't know how to write cursive. Yeah, and you, <laughs> right? then you don't know the value of that. You don't know the value of uh, fundamentals. Yeah, and the thing is that the fundamentals are not well. Take homebuyer. It's not being uh, put out. The, the I don't think the instructors themselves know the fundamentals. I don't know because I don't know how the home dojo is is, is uh, actually structured. Mm -hmm. You have all these classes taught by all these famous people, mm -hmm. but you don't know what happens behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Do they have classes that are specifically only for uh, deshi level people, uh, soto deshi teachers in training, mm -hmm. where they develop, mm -hmm. where they're working on the waza? Mm -hmm. We don't know. We don't. We don't know if on the third floor they're doing weapons and all this stuff that they're telling other people not to, we don't know. Yeah, all the things they tell you not to do, huh? Right, yeah. we, well, we don't know. We know that Homu Dojo is this, I don't know what it must be like to be Dojo Cho. Because I know standing in Furu Sensei's shadow is so stressful. It's so much work. And you have to think, I, you know, we go and um, uh, volunteer at this temple, at Furu Sensei's temple. Mm -hmm. So half the people who don't like him think that we're just as bad as him. Mm -hmm. And the other half who really like him think that we'll never be as good as him. Mm -hmm. And so you have to really work hard to dispel those myths. So, and I can't imagine what it must be like to be Dojo Cho and have to be standing in the shadow of the shadow of the shadow of Osensei. Well, it's looking at uh, what has to be done in the Aikido world, very difficult and it's it's, Taking a toll on uh, Murutera Doshu. Oh, yeah. I mean, he says he, can, he looks so old right now. And you go, whoa, how did he get to be so old? You know, but like, yeah. Like, I, I met someone the other day who said that he doesn't respect Dojo Cho. And I was like, why don't you respect him? You're at a seminar. Yeah. And he said he doesn't respect him because Dojo Cho will be the first Doshu who never touched O Sensei. And for one, I thought that's ridiculous. 
Because, I mean, they didn't live in the same era. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, how is that even possible or not possible? I mean, but then, does that matter that you didn't actually, you never touched Osensei? Well, see, everybody else from Dao will never have touched him. But, but that's just some BS excuse, right? Yeah. But you don't realize how much stress it must be to carry. When they say, here's the torch, and then you go, oh, this seems so light, and then it's heavy, and you got to carry it around. Yeah. He can't go get, go get a beer. He can't go down oh. down the street and, and get a snack at 7-Eleven. You know, he's going to be mobbed by people. And then they're going to mob him and then they're going to judge him. Did you see? He was getting melon pond. <laughs> what a whip. Eating melon pond. You know, and then you're like, no, that's just, yeah. he just was hungry. I, I just hope Dojo Cho is enjoying and having a good time right now. I don't think so. He seems like, he already looks like he's under siege all the time. Well, I don't know. The, we've talked a lot about um, well, we discussed the evolution of Aikido. I don't know if it really went anywhere, but well, it's it's all over the place actually. Like uh, like this, we we where's it going? Huh? The, the, yeah, the, and I think like um, Didier Boyer said, all you can do is uh, do what you do, and you know to be right, and you hope somebody will will catch on. That's a good. That's a good place to stop. Yeah. Uh, thanks for watching or listening, and uh, don't forget to like or subscribe. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>